Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. So uh, it was my mother's, uh, well, it's going to be my mother's 90th birthday this week. We had a party for her last weekend, though, because that's when the family could all get together. And, uh, you know, I, I I love my mom so much. She uh, It's so hard to to thank her and to validate her. And as she gets older, it's it seems more important to, to try and honor her. She's, of course, uh, you know, this beloved actress who people think they know, and they do know. They know her performance, and they know her uh, her sensibility, her sense of humor. They knew what she was like when she was in her 40s and 50s, and uh, perhaps they know, you know, a little later on in her career. Some people have even been lucky enough to see her on stage. But uh, I know her, and my sister know knows her like no nobody else. And and lately, my whole family, my daughter, we all have come to know and love Marion so much. It's hard to express. And if you have uh, someone in your family that you love a lot, you know what I mean. It's just, it's like saying, what do you like about the Milky Way galaxy? Wow, how long have you got? It's going to take a long time to cover all the bases there. But uh, I like to try and, uh, I got this idea that I would write a poem. And uh, I had a, a concept that I batted around in the the dim recesses of my mind for quite a while, and I finally came up with an idea that that came out pretty good. And uh, I, I I introduced it at the. We had a wonderful party in San Diego, which my sister set up, and uh, and my mom was feeling very validated and, and uh, very beloved, I think. And we were all having wine and having a wonderful dinner together, overlooking the ocean. We we'd arrived in a limousine together, ten of us, all just. Uh, Flowing her a lot of love and, and admiration, and uh, and then I waited. I waited for my moment. And I tell you, I was sweating this one. I I, I was reviewing it. I re- I actually rehearsed it, <laughs> which I never do. Uh, I I really labored over all the words. You know, I changed up until the up until the very last moment. I'm making little changes, and uh, trying to make it just as perfect as I could make it. Anyway, I wanted to. Uh, uh, perform it for you now so that you could hear this poem. Now, I should say that there are some private little jokes in here that you wouldn't necessarily appreciate. For example, uh, my mother has her unusual thumbs. They're kind of bulb-shaped, and uh, she always used to say that she had killer thumbs, you know, good for choking the life out of people. This is my mother's sense of humor. And... So we always referred to her killer's thumbs, her killer thumbs, and uh, and they are unusual. They're unusual looking thumbs, but you know, not it's nothing wrong with them. They're actually really good for a lot of things, I guess. Uh, not, I don't think she's actually killed anybody this lifetime, but uh, not with those thumbs anyway. She's killed us, killed a lot of people with kindness. Uh, so there's that, and um, uh, oh, oh yeah, well the whole thing, and and this is what makes it, I guess, not safe for work. A few years ago, when she was 88, she started saying, well, you know, I'm I'm going to be 80 fucking eight. And she said it often enough, and it was such a, a funny, cute way of expressing that, especially for her, Mrs. C, saying, I'm going to be 80 fucking eight, that uh, we we all kind of hung on to that and, and, in fact, put it on, that, on her birthday cake when she was 88. It said, happy 80 fucking eight, Marion. And then 80 fucking nine. So this year she was fucking 90. And that's what it said on her cake. So other than that, I think you'll get it. It's I wrote it in the style. I, I don't know why. I don't know how this idea came to me. 
but I, I'm a big fan of these old-style poems. My father used to read these old-style poems about the railroads and the hobos and uh, Carl Sandburg and, I don't know, just Americana. And I just had an idea about riding the big 9-0, you know, because she's on the big 9-0 coming up here, and I just thought that was kind of my impetus for this poem. Let's, I hope you like it. Back in the days when freight trains were the lifeblood of the land and the sound of wailing whistles blew and coal was in high demand, when railroad tracks were a tattoo upon the landscape's skin and mountain tunnels filled with smoke when engines thundered in, those were days of the rich and poor, just as they are today. But way back then, the hobo ruled o'er all that he surveyed, and none was more applauded amongst the campfire slums than the hobo lass named Marion, she of the killer thumbs. For many a mile she'd rode the rails and never paid a dime, from far away Saskatchewan to Cardiff's sunny clime. She'd shared a boxcar with the best, and margaritas too. But Marion of the killer thumbs was a lady through and through. Her face adorned the broadsheets that conductors passed around, to the cops at all the train yards so that they might bring her down. But she always did confound the bulls and made her trek unscathed. She lived up to her Scottish blood and ne'er a passage paid. But one day, word passed tramp to tramp that a train was on the way that boasted to be hobo-proof, causing general dismay. This train was number 90, and the rumors traveled far that no one short of God himself could ride free on those cars. Imaginations sparked and swirled about this frightening train. The bums about the campfires all soon spoke the same refrain. There's many can ride the boxcars in this railroad rodeo. Not even Marion, with her thumbs, could ride the big 9-0. The cold nights that October bore ice crystals on the breeze. The vapor shot from nostrils when e'er the hobos sneezed. The sun-soaked beaches way down south formed a tempting warm tableau in the dreams of all the railroad tramps awaiting the big 9-0. But also in their dreams did lurk an iron monstrosity with spikes on her cowcatcher and a wail like a banshee. She bore down on each slumbering tramp who in their bedrolls reeled and fancied themselves ground to bits beneath those metal wheels. Only when daylight roused them, with its optimistic glow, did they grasp they'd not been butchered by the steely Big 9-0. But Marion slept well the while. Untroubled as a babe, her confidence was legend. She was strong and unafraid. She knew inside her heart of hearts, abundance in her flowed. She vowed she'd get the better of the dreaded Big 9-0. That afternoon was quiet, and the tramps lounged near the tracks, dining on cold cans of beans and straightening up their packs. There came then, on a breath of wind, a faint and foreign scream that nary a man did recognize but from his nightmare dreams. They spied an engine far away, a worm of smoke in tow with unimaginable speed, 
Here comes the big nine O. Still miles away, yet clearly she was a mighty train. Half bullet, half locomotive, aimed at the tramp's domain. All hobos leaped for shelter, all hobos save for one. The solitary hobo by the tracks was Marion. The big nine-o raced toward the camp. The tramps all plugged their ears and turned their sooty faces from the sight that each man feared. They could not watch their comrade's fate, for it was certain she would fail to mount that iron beast, and heaven-bound must be. A hurricane swept by them, an avalanche roared by. The earth shook underneath their boots, and smoke clouds stung their eyes. And once the dust had settled and the wind-borne steam dispersed, the ragged men stood silent, and not one hobo cursed. But as they watched it tear away, a voice rang out with pride as Marion waved from top the roof as the train rocked side to side. They heard her shout, I've rode them all, but I swear before I'm done, I'll ride this 90 all the way to 90 fucking one. If you ask a hobo to this day, or ask one of his chums, he'll tell you he knows Marion, she of the killer thumbs. He'll say the words they always say, those gentlemen of the road, that only... Mighty Marion could ride the big nine o. Fun, huh? Boy, created a great effect. The family loved it. It was my honor, and uh, I don't know. I just felt very inspired by this. A spirit took over and wrote this poem. I don't even feel like I authored it, but I love to read it, and I love seeing my mom smile. Anyway, hey, if you have someone in your life that you've known your whole life long and they're precious to you, let them know any way you can how you feel about them, what they mean to you. It's just a great opportunity always. And, you know, you can't really say too much to someone in your life. I love you. You're great. Here's what I admire about you. That's something that, I don't know, it's a gift that we can continue to give to one another it's a beautiful thing. And if we can do it with our art, we can do it with just our behavior also is nice. <laughs> do it with cleaning your room or finishing that thing you said you'd finish. All those little things, they all add up to showing another person that you care, that you have empathy for them, and that uh, that they're meaningful to you and that their life is worth something. Hey, uh, I appreciate you listening. I really do. Thanks a lot. Thanks for subscribing. One of these days I'll do some more impressions. I don't know. It'll come up. <laughs> on my YouTube channel, I've been doing little little things. You can always check it out there. But anyway, thanks a lot for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.